Folks, welcome in to Crossing Swords episode 41. I'm your host, Tabby. Tonight I will be joined by Dwayne, Kanzi, and we have Dewey, not on Long Island today, down in North Carolina, made a little bit of a trip. But Dwayne, I'm going to start it off here with you. We got to talk about uh, the thing that's on everyone's mind right now. Two more games for the Sabres postponed today coming from the NHL. The games this week against uh, Washington that were scheduled for the 11th and the 13th. And things aren't looking great for the Sabres with nine guys on the uh, COVID-19 list. Yeah, um, this is just an absolute shit show with the, with the league. Um, they should be ashamed of themselves. Um going into that second Devils game, knowing that there were there was positive tests within that locker room. How is a league after witnessing what the NFL did to like maintain its integrity throughout the year? Did you not address that immediately and say, hey, we shouldn't play this game? And I mean, the, the writing was on the wall. <laughs> you know, one one test in, a, in an enclosed space, and especially a locker room, is going to lead to another another test, another test, another test. Yep. And you have these guys out there going to war, sweating in each other, breathing on each other. Like it's going to happen. I don't care what the, the these these tests or the, the these conclusions the league came to that you know on ice transmission isn't prevalent. Yeah, it is going to be prevalent because these guys. Yeah, we are just all- yeah, we just saw the two referees from that yeah. game also are now in the COVID protocol. So it has to it has to be on ice transmission yeah, it, um, it makes- because it, it, you look at all the factors. Um, of the way that everything happened, the way that the league handled it, allowing some of these guys to continue playing and then ending up pulling them out in the middle of uh, the two games, obviously something was going on. And Kanzi, it's not the best case scenario for the Sabres right now. No, I mean, honestly, it's a PR nightmare. And I think uh, the one thing is, um, you know, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine in the coach. That's 10 people right now, mm-hmm. uh, including Ralph Kruger. And you've got your top winger, uh, Hall. You've got Darlene, uh, Tobias Reeder, who's one of your best best free agent acquisitions this year, who's playing well. Uh, he's out. Brandon Montour. Like It's just the list keeps going on, and I just don't understand. And I think I asked Dwayne this the other day. I had said, what would have happened – with the Sabres, if they had decided not to play that game where Paul Mary was removed from the lineup for Sunday, what would have happened? Would the Sabres have been fined? Would the NHL have fined them? Would they have canceled something? Would they have taken away a draft pick? I don't know. But I think the real issue here is that the league's not being transparent with the Sabres. Uh-huh. They're not being transparent with the rest of the league. And the thing that makes that aggravates me and maybe aggravates most fans is you had a chance to watch a f- like almost a full NFL season. I'm not comparing the NHL and the NFL, but you watch the NFL – you watch the NBA startup contact tracing. That's the big thing here. Maybe the NHL doesn't have enough money to do what these other leagues have done, but you know it might help to ask the other commissioner, Gary Bettman, to say, "What did you guys do in this in this situation?" So, what does the NHL come up with after you know all this happens? Well, let's remove the glass to create ventilation system here in the rink. <laughs> fine, that's okay. Okay, if that's something you want to do, that's fine. But why do the Florida Panthers still have their glass up when they play the next night? Why are you not enforcing it? Why are you not walking around the league and finding these teams for not following protocols? That's the whole point. And if you uh-huh. don't believe in COVID, go look at what's happening across the country. It's very real. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if people you know, get mad at me for saying this. It's very real. Whether you believe it or not, follow the damn protocol. It's not that hard. Wear a mask. Okay? No. Second point I'll make, too, is I was on the Real Talk podcast. There's going to be an episode coming out where we talk to a referee. Um that is a referee um, 
in uh, in St. Louis. He coaches or he refs junior hockey. He said that right now a lot of these players are using the Gator scarf. It's a pain. Refs have to use it. Some players have to use it. But if that's what we have to do to move forward and stop creating these stupid lists of people that are careless and not following COVID protocols, we have to do it. Otherwise, go home. Opt out. There's no point in having a season if you can't follow protocols. No, absolutely. And you saw there were times where it seemed like the NFL, you know, their back might be up against the wall, but they figured things out. They were able to reschedule everything and get things done within the uh, span that they had set things to go within that 17 game stretch. A lot tougher um, with the travel and everything else because you're playing so many more games in the NHL. It, it's going to cause for a lot of issues going forward. As a as a fan from not the Sabres, uh, Cats, what are you seeing here from the NHL? Because it seems like just another display of uh, th- these issues of incompetence from, from the league office. Right. You you took the word right out of my mouth, and it's incompetence. Um, and you, you've seen it time from time uh, with all the issues that are popping up um, early in the seasons. You know, the MLB had issues, but they worked it out, and they were able to finish the season just fine, even playing over 100 games. Um, but the like, like Joe just mentioned, the NHL needs to start enforcing these teams, um, having people looking around the arenas, make sure they're following protocols because um, the players want to play just as much as we want to watch the games, and the players' health is is and should be the league's type priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, again, as Joe mentioned, it's just a PR nightmare for the league and Buffalo itself because the league is not being transparent with the team at all. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing is the legitimate safety aspect of it. Because you look at Marco Rossi, he uh, has confirmed to have gotten COVID back in the fall and still has not recovered from that. He'd been sent home to go uh, rest and try to get better with his family. So you see that there can be long-term ramifications. And if you're spending a first round pick, you know, a top 10 pick on a guy and, and now you could lose him and he could lose his career because of this, you don't know what these ramifications can be. So you got to take care of these players because um, you know, whether we like it or not, they're, they're commodities uh, to to these franchises, there's a dollar value attached to their names um, more more than the actual name itself. So you know they're they're worried about their investments. I think the league will figure it out and and get things done. But I just don't know if if I'm very confident in them figuring out anytime soon, Dwayne. Yeah, it's here's the thing with with hockey compared to football. You have 16 games per team per season compared to right now 56. There's a lot of more travel involved. There's a lot more chances for contamination between, you know, players and individuals, players and pedestrians involved. Because let's be, let's face it, like you're out in the you're you're out a lot more often than say uh-huh. is football, where maybe like maybe, um, may, maybe, I'll just put in, make an example with the Bills, like Josh Allen. You know, he he respects the protocols. He respects what has to happen. He he goes from home. To, to the facility, back home, door dashes, whatever, you know, just tries during, at least during the season to just stay away from the general public just for, just for the integrity of the season. Um, it, it's just a lot tougher with hockey because again, you're, you're traveling, even with this condensed schedule, even with you playing back to backs or two and three against the same teams, you're still traveling. You're still in airports. You're still dealing with the general public, it's just a lot more difficult and you're doing it so much more often than in football. And I think that's where the NHL kind of what the NHL may have failed to realize that you're going to have more opportunities to contract COVID. And here's the thing, the one, the the second you have 
the, the second you, you, you come up, you come across a positive case within a team that next game, whether it's that night or the following, it has to be shut down for at least it just had, you have to, you have to mm-hmm. postpone. Like you have to take all the precautions, do rapid testing, see it within that locker room, see if anybody else has it and just shut it down. No, absolutely. And that's the problem is you, you let them continue to play. And now their number, I think is up to 19. We, you have like what, 25 guys on the active roster. Normally that's absolutely insane. It's gone yeah. through basically that entire team at this point. Kanzi, do you see them being able to, to flip this around quickly or, or do you think we're going to be dealing with this for, for a long term? Because the Sabres are going to have issues. They'll likely have to play about 46 games in 83 days or so unless they decide to extend the season. Well, looking at this list right now, like I mentioned earlier, Tobias Reeder, out. Curtis Lazar, out. Rasmus Dahlin, out. So you already got your third line guy, your third line guy, your fourth line guy, one of your def- two, your second defensive pairings out. Your your uh, rookie that's having a, a heck of a season, Dylan Cousins, out. Mm-hmm. Casey Middlestat, whatever. Okay, uh, moving <laughs> along. <laughs> Taylor Hall, the guy that you paid one year eight million dollars to to play alongside Jack Eichel, gone. Okay, so what do you turn to? Well, now you got to turn to your AHL players or your taxi squad. Okay, so you look at your taxi squad. How many guys they carry in a taxi squad? About four or five. I think. Three or four. Three three or four. Okay, so now you got to dip into your AHL guys. Well, now that brings me to my next point. Are these guys in the AHL ready to make the jump? Well, they're going to have to jump a lot earlier than they probably wanted them to. So I'm seeing guys like Will Borgen playing. I'm seeing Jack Quinn maybe playing a little more than he than anticipated, possibly. I don't know if he's ready, but mm-hmm. it just puts the Sabres in a situation. Dwayne, you said it before we jumped on here. It's a freaking disadvantage. They're going to lose disadvantage. Pro- probably five <laughs> or six games before they start to even like turn the corner and get some of these guys back. So Yeah, it's going like to be about said, two Dwayne, weeks at least before yeah. between games. And it's not like they're going to no. be playing the Devils tomorrow. They're probably going to be playing the Capitals or Bruins or the Flyers or With, the freaking Islanders. Who knows? Now, the only the only positive con- – the, the confirmed positive test right now is Ralph Kruger, correct? Like, I know people are in pro- code of protocol, but have yeah, they, they – haven't – they have – no, no, or? because they don't have – they don't have to announce yeah. that. They don't have to announce it. But um, – uh, Kruger is on the privacy, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's just like, it's just frustrating because like you, you've lost you two, you've lost almost two defense, you've lost two defensive pairings because McCabe's Mm -hmm. on here and you've lost basically two lines essentially. Cause I, I mean, I, like I said, you lost special teams too. Tobias reader, great penalty killer. You lost him too. So here we go. We're in the crapper already. So you're behind the eight ball. So um, I, I I usually don't like to attack the league too much, but I will say this. This is piss poor effort right here on the league's part. I, I don't want to hear anything about how difficult it is. I don't want to hear anything. You played in an NHL bubble last year. You tried to use that template. It didn't work. Switch it up. And the people who have been coming to me through my DMs and my friends have been texting me saying, well, what about the MLB? The MLB was the first competitive, one of the first competitive leagues to go through it. And guess what they did? They fumigated each locker room. Okay, I don't see the NHL going through. And you see, yeah, how spread out yeah. everything exactly. was. Like, and Ty, we saw that when we covered the Blue Jays. We yeah. we wrote the articles. Like, we asked the questions. As spread out as yeah. po- as you can possibly get. Like, there's you know they had to extend locker rooms. They had to do a ton of transformations there at Salem Field to be compliant, and they did it, and it it ended up working. They were able to get through the season without you know any any real big speed bumps there in buffalo and you get to the playoffs because you don't have all those issues you have to worry about i mean st louis was able to kind of figure things out and still get there but um 
you know, you think about it for the Sabres, that's a lot to have to worry about now. All these games quickly, that big disadvantage. Ah, it's it's going to be very interesting to see going forward right away, like who you're going to be playing and how that's all going to work out because you have to reschedule these games as well. Are you going to just, you know, insert them in in between when they're supposed to play already? So instead of playing every other day against the team, they're going to have to play like three days in a row or right. something like that. Like it, it's going to be – I just don't know what they're going to be doing with that. Right. And the last point I wanted to make about this whole thing is you look at companies like Bauer, you look at companies like CCM. Okay. All the money that's been poured into protective gear. You are telling me that we can't, we are in 2021 and we cannot figure out a protective face shield. We've, we figured it out for healthcare workers. Mm -hmm. We can't figure it out for hockey players. Is it that we don't want to figure it out or is it that we're just, behind the eight ball and we just can't figure it out because right now the NHL looks like it always does behind the eight ball with marketing behind the eight ball with every other league, call some, call another league, figure it out, freaking figure it out. Cause I, I don't know about you guys win or lose. I can't do this anymore. I can't watch the senators get beat seven to one every freaking night. Okay. I can't watch. <laughs> I can't watch this anymore. I'm losing my mind. Well, speaking about something you watched the other day, I know you watched the Islanders game Dewey, the Isles got a big game here tonight in a very, very tough East Mass Mutual East Division. Yeah, we're back at MSG against the Red Pants of New York, Dami CNY's New York Rangers. Um, and we're looking to get another two points. Uh, the boys were on a five-game losing streak, and then they had the two games against Buffalo after the Buffalo Sabres had just played New Jersey. What's Those games Buffalo? got postponed. And I'm sorry, what? What's the Buffalo? The Buffalo <laughs> Sabres. Oh, okay. Just you, you just kind of just forgot half. Of it. I'm sorry. The the Buffalo Dwaynes. We're gonna refer to them as the Dwaynes. <laughs> the Dwaynes. Um, screaming. The screaming. The Dwaynes. The screaming Dwaynes. But the Islanders ended up getting uh, five days to kind of reassess everything, take some time, work on the power play, work on some um, forechecking stuff like that. We're missing Anthony Beauvillier still. But they ended up getting two desperate points against the Pittsburgh Penguins late in the game. Anders Lee, uh, Jordan Eberle with two goals. How you doing? And Michael Dowcole playing second-line minutes and producing two assists, uh, a primary assist on Jordan Eberle's first goal and a secondary assist on Jordan Eberle's second goal. Um, and he's pretty a dark horse player for the New York Islanders. He was a fifth overall pick in 2015, played a lot of time in the AHL in Bridgeport, and has gotten um, pretty like inconsistent minutes so far with the Islanders the last couple of years, doing third-line minutes, getting healthy scratches, third-line minutes, healthy scratches. Um, and we all know how inconsistent that third line is with the New York Islanders, you know, plugging in Leo Komarov and Ross Johnson into the mix. And we're just trying to stash Leo right now. We're just trying to get him as far as away uh, from the uh, opening uh, – not opening that roster, the playing roster, and put him on the taxi squad and hopefully – uh, let the kids play a little bit more. Oliver Walsh has been looking really good. Lots of offensive flair from him. Kid loves to shoot, and that's something we need more of. Um, but the Rangers are very good defensively. I really like watching Keandre Miller and Adam Fox play. Those two guys are studs. And it's always just a good game against the Rangers. I expect a Terry Panarin to absolutely get a couple of points tonight. Uh, hopefully, Barzell lights. And for a long, Love is looking good again. So hopefully, he's uh, staying on the head for the boys in between the posts. Um, but I'm happy to no Sorokin tonight. And I know uh, that's one of uh, Dwayne's favorite players to talk about here. 
Um, but Varley okay. in between the pipes tonight, and I'm just happy to uh, be out of the car after 12 plus hours to watch the game tonight. Is it Sorokin versus Sturkin? Because that would be like it the coolest. Not. Oh darn yeah. it! It is not, yeah. but, but <laughs> we're hoping for that to you know be a thing soon. Uh, Sorokin has definitely given the Islanders some chances here, but the boys just can't uh, figure it out. He had two highlight saves uh, in the yeah. last game that he played, post to post that glove save and then again on the pad save so and this is this is a game we're really gonna have to pay attention to as sabers fans because as of right now if no more games get canceled the sabers will be coming back against the islanders on the 15th and 16th next monday and tuesday back to back in buffalo um if it's not that game then it looks like a game against the capitals one of those rescheduled games on the 18th or the devils on the 20th um so you know that's this is something here where the islanders um, they find themselves down there. We're all tied four teams in the basement of the That's division, so wild. but you can get yourself up there. You're only a few wins away from the top of the division still. And with some of these teams gonna be, who are going to be having to go through things like the doubles, it could really make them fall off a cliff. So this is the perfect time for a team like the Sabres or the Islanders to make a push. Right. Right. The, the Islanders and the Sabres are both streaky teams. I think I remember you guys were on a 10 game win streak it might have been last season or the season mm-hmm. before that but you guys were streaky two straight years no streaky, no we didn't, it, it wasn't a t- it wasn't a 10 game win streak last year it was the year before that we were just on a heater to start the season last year true and then of course the islanders went on that 17 game point streak and still fell out of a playoff position when it came time for the season being on a pause so yeah these points are crucial these bottom four teams with these next couple of games you got to start separating yourself from the bottom half here and getting into a playoff spot but what's very scary is that the Washington Capitals played without five of their best players and still won most of those games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, don't, I still don't understand how the Sabres lost to him, but then we saw them lose to that Devils team right before uh, the shutdown. So I don't really know. They're such an up-and-down team. And they, we thought they could get things rolling and find some success, some su- sustained success. Weren't able to do it. But let's talk about the team here a little bit. I'm going to pull up some charts um, we can talk about um, on this team specifically. Um, I think when you're looking at them, I think the main thing you have to talk about has got to be uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Am I am I wrong, Dwayne, or no? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, Ristolainen, I mean, he's proven a lot of haters wrong, that's for sure. Um you know, and you know, and Sabers Twitter, it's you know, it's a it seems always seems, and it is for the most part, a lot of the times, like a Erast, Erasmus Ristolainen and hate fest. And for the most part, it's been true because he hasn't given us much positive to talk about until now. And it is a breath of fresh air to finally see this guy start earning his contract. And maybe, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe this this, this system with not maybe it is a system with Ralph Kruger that's really starting to benefit his game. I would just like to see some translation of that with with Rastus Dahlin because now that hate is slowly starting to transition from not to a, not to the same extent, but from Ristolainen to Dahlin, and it's just like, well, you know, it doesn't seem that like the system that you know, Kruger seems to run here is beneficial to the skill set that Ross Stalin has. Mm-hmm. I would love, I, I've said it before the season, I you know I you write it on a wall, underline it, highlight it twice, or underline it twice, was they needed to bring in a stay-at-home defenseman for Rasmus Dahlin because it leaves, at least then, it gives him the ability to really showcase the talent that talents that got him drafted first overall. And it's just extremely upsetting to see him take this step back. Um, do I 
agree with some of these idiots on, on social media who say he's a bust. No, absolutely not. Victor had been not till his fifth year in the league. And that's that, that honestly is a great comparison. They're both Swedish defensemen. Mm-hmm. They're both taken first overall. It's a great comparison because he, it wasn't until his fifth uh, year in the league did he finally really start to hit his stride and become a point-producing defenseman. And Darlene in his first two seasons, one of season of which was a COVID-shortened season, has 84 points in two seasons. So I don't think Hedman even had 30, 35 points at all until his fifth year. So, like, he's definitely far ahead of where Hedman was it's just that defensive part of the game that's really lacking right now. And I don't know if that's because, you know, Ralph Kruger is really, you know, the pairing he has him with. I know he's back and forth between Montour and Miller. I just, you got to get him somebody that really can play a stay at home style and allow him to really mm-hmm. open up and showcase his talents and take those chances and be aggressive offensively because right now he can't. Yeah. You see where Rasmus Stalin struggling a big blue bar. That's his, uh, defense basically, and he has not been um, very good in, in that aspect. But you you like him to take those chances. You want him to do those things. So that's why you need his partner to to be a little bit more responsible. You see, Colin yeah. Miller and Montour both down there as well, who he's played with a little bit. So you need those guys to be able to step up. You need to be able to put him with someone who he can trust is going to get back there to so he can keep making those plays. Um, again, shout out to everyone tuning in to Crossing Swords. This is episode 41. Make sure you guys get over to manscaped.com. Use promo code TRAINWRECK. Get yourself 20% off. But, Kanzi, here for you, besides Risto, what do you think the main uh, storyline is for the Sabres outside of COVID so far? Well, I, I just wanted to make a quick point about Risto that I think is impressive is, you know, he's been at such a big presence out in front of the net on the power play. Like just, he's yep. been, you know, incredible. And the to, the, to, to, to the point where I think Dwayne, I think I even texted you and said, can you believe somebody tweeted, we should possibly put Risto up as a forward on the power play. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm good with where he's playing. So uh, I'm very impressed. And I, I wasn't always a huge fan, but you know, as far as other storylines surrounding this team, you know, I think there's two big ones. The first one being, you know, Jeff Skinner's still on the fourth line. It's, it's, we're going to beat a dead horse every time we talk about it because, you know, with this all happening, you know, and Skinner isn't on this list, he's going to have to play on the top two lines at least. But, you know, we're still unsure if it's more, what's up? God willing. You're right. But it's, it's, it's more, it's, I think the question that it poses is, is he not buying into the system or is he just such a great skater that Kruger wants him on the fourth line? We may yeah, never like, know. Like Kruger really, really, right. really just wants to spread it out. Like I, he, it's weird. Cause like you're yeah, paying that much money. Um, but at, the, at the end but, of the day, but, at, at, I'm sorry. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have a 40 goal scorer on your mm-hmm. fourth line. Who's not right. scoring goals. Exactly. You have to put him in a situation to do what he does. Right. best. And I don't care about spreading right. out talent in a shortened season where every single point matters and, and not allowing other teams to get loser right. points. You need to start scoring more right. goals. Exactly. And I think the other thing too, speaking of goals and speaking of net presence and playing in the net, you know, with the way COVID's gone, I think one thing we have to monitor is the goaltender situation. I mean, you have Jonas Johansson, you've got Carter Hutton, you've got Linus Allmark, and I don't know if, if Ukopekalukin is even ready, you know, no. to even make that jump. So you have to look at the Sabres right now and think, okay, what happens if Hutton tests positive? What happens if Jonas Johansson tests, tests positive? Where do the Sabres go? Do they dip in the fountain of youth or do they go out in free agency? But then that poses the other question. Who do they package together now with this COVID list? What team is going to take a stab at these guys? They're not healthy. They can't play right away. So who do you trade? 
So I think there's a lot going on right now. I think that's an even bigger storyline is what do you do now with your goalie situation, given the COVID list, and if one of or two of them test positive, where mm-hmm. do you turn next? And it scares the crap out of me, as I'm sure it scares most of us, that Linus Omark's great, but outside of Linus Omark, we're not confident in Carter Hutton. He spoils in direct sunlight, spotlight, any type <laughs> of light, as I've said. So, you know, that's something to kind of monitor in the upcoming weeks. No, absolutely. I think I'm right there with you. This is just like a huge monkey wrench into everything, whether it's you look at the scheduling or, yes, them trying to make any sort of trade or anything like that. Because Dwayne's been a huge proponent of making a deal. But like you said, you don't have these guys. You can just trade off the roster right away. So you're going to have to, you know, trade prospects. Like, what do you really have? Like, who, what prospects are guys going to want? And there's so many extra hula hoops to jump through with guys playing in Europe. And can they play in the AHL? Um, are they going to be able to play juniors this year? And there's just so many moving parts in the machine right now that, Dwayne, it's going to be very tough. I know you want to get deals done and you want to make things happen. But I don't know if, if, if it's just even logical for them it, to be making a lot of moves right now. It doesn't have to be a major deal, Ty. It doesn't have to be anything major. It could be a mid, uh, you know, uh, bring me in, bring me in, uh, you know, bring me in a second pairing defenseman and, you know, hope, hope and pray that me, or just a seasoned veteran that hope and pray that maybe you give, you give him minutes with Rasmus Dahlin and it really turns that turns him around at least. And again, like it doesn't have to be some stud. It doesn't have to be some, you know, game breaking defenseman. Just bring me somebody. Give me someone, or just give Borgen a shot. Like Borg, Borgen's there; he's in the AHL. Give him a chance. Yeah, Dwayne, I gotta agree with you on that because I think I said too at the beginning of the season. Like this guy's name had been brought up two straight years. Will Borgen's playing well in camp. He's playing well in camp. Why the heck haven't we seen him? It's like the same thing we went over with Brendan Gooley before we shipped him off to Anaheim uh, for Brandon Montour. All we heard about for years to come was Brendan Gooley. And then he comes up and everyone's like, ah, he's not who we thought he was. Well, then let's figure out what we have in him so that we can move forward with it. I completely agree with you, Dwayne. Like, if we have to package him, let's see what he's got. No, absolutely. You got to figure out what some of these guys can do. Get him some NHL minutes. I think that's one of the other reasons, like, people were complaining about Middlestack getting some minutes. Well, you got to get him out there to play just in case something like this happens where, uh, you know, you get some guys on the COVID list. Obviously, now we're in a full shutdown. But if it's just one or two guys, and where you guys are going to have to, you know, step in and play, you got to keep them fresh. And for that second reason of getting them some minutes, so they have some more game tape out there, so maybe he can get some more value. Maybe some teams will be willing to intake a player. But right now, you have to worry about the COVID intake protocol as well. I know for the NFL, it was like a four or five day. Uh, wait period they had to go through some testing and all that before they could even join the team um, in limited capacities and all that type of thing so that's a whole nother can of worms you have to worry about if if your team making maneuvers right now yeah it's it it it, it stinks um you had Darlene go on the list today um mm-hmm. that's a huge blow I don't care what your opinion of the season is with him he's a big part of your first unit power play he's you know, he's such an exciting player and, you know, he's a dangerous player. You have to watch out for him when he's out there. You know, you, you have to gain, you have to game plan for players like Jack Eichel and players like Taylor Hall and Rasmus Dahlin. You have to know when they're on the ice because that's how exciting and dynamic and explosive they can be. And not having guys like Taylor Hall and not having guys like, 
rest. It's gonna extremely ham- hamper your team. And like we said in the beginning of the season, like you know, it's my opinion that you should have to play the Devils your first two games in here. You should have to because you are both teams are at an extreme competitive disadvantage going into their first two games here because you haven't really practiced. You haven't been with your team. You haven't sat in meetings, watched video or anything. I don't know what you're doing at home, but I hope that's what you're doing at home. But you're just not doing those things, you know, at the facilities. And that's an extreme competitive disadvantage. And you should have to play the Devils because it doesn't matter. Either of these two teams, no matter who they play, chances are they're getting rolled. Yep. Yep. I mean, I don't think you're wrong on that point at all. But um, shout out to everyone tuning in to Crossing Stories episode 41. Uh, make sure you guys get over to manscaped.com. Use promo code TRAINWRECK. Get yourself 20% off. Tons of great products, whether it's the ball deodorant or the lawnmower 3.0. Keep yeah. yourself trimmed up for the ladies. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. Got to make sure you're looking and feeling extra good. But we got to get back over to Dewey and get our predictions before we close this one out for Isles Rangers here tonight. Dewey, what do you th- what do you see happening in this matchup? I see lots going on. Uh, the The special teams for both teams are going to be essential tonight. Uh, I saw some crazy stat <clears throat> where both the Islanders and Rangers are not doing too hot on the, both of their power plays against each other. So that, that might uh, make the difference here tonight. I, I still see a decently low-scoring game. 3-2 to two New York Islanders win. Of course, I'm going to hope that the Islanders do beat the Rangers. Like I said, the four of us are both or all tied for last place in this division at sitting at 10 points. you got to start separating right now. And uh, you got to take advantage. Um, I mean, I understand um, the situation that you guys are in, but for the Islanders, they need to take advantage of these teams that are just standing still in the standings and they cannot play. For what it's worth, just take advantage of the time that they have now, get the two points, and then move on to the next day. Um, but, again, it's, it's always a good time playing against the Rangers. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to be tweeting live updates from Dwayne's Two Goalies One Mike Twitter account, so that's going to be a fun time tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> so let's go Islanders. Yeah, and we're going to see the Rangers in the Lady Liberty jerseys with their uh, reverse retro throwbacks. That's going to be Very awesome fresh. to watch. Can't wait to tune into this game. I know, Dwayne, uh, you got some some thoughts on this one. I don't know if I should go to Dwayne or Dane on this one. <laughs> Dane from Grand Island? Listen here. You listen from Staten Island. want to know what's going to happen tonight oh, God. for the Islanders against the New York Rangers, the Lady Liberty jerseys. Choking Sorokin is going to get absolutely sliced and diced up by the bread man, Artemi Panarin. Yeah, Put sitting on the bench. respect on that name, Cats, because he's going to make Sorokin, choking Sorokin's life, a living hell. Matthew Barzell, where the hell's he been? Where the hell's Barzell been? You pay this guy all his money. He ain't doing shit because he's a douchebag, cat. <laughs> They're all a bunch of douchebags. All right? Yeah, you're lucky the Sabres got COVID. It's a terrible, it's a tragedy, but you want to know what? <laughs> Jackie Eichel, Big Daddy Eichel would have dragged your team all over the Key Bank Library, buddy. It would have been an absolute massacre. Massacre. Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm looking forward to returning some library books next week as the Islanders head to Buffalo for a couple of games. And hopefully Sorokin is in net for Jack Daddy Eichel to get zero points on Sorokin. <laughs> so, Dwayne, I understand Whoa. that you haven't had any bagels, 
but you need some glue in your body, <laughs> and I hope that you find some. Talking soon. about bagels, this bagels, that. Listen, I've had all the bagels I need. All right, I make love to the bagels. It don't matter. Listen here, buddy. Your friggin' Islanders are an absolute joke. All right, find a couch cushion. I know you're too excited, there, cats. Find a find a couple couch cushions. Go relieve yourself because you want to know what. The Islanders are going to get absolutely dummy tonight by the New York Rangers. You all want to make fun of Dane from Grand Island, Wayne from Staten Island. So you want, go take a dip in the friggin', uh, the, 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 the Hudson River, all right? Kramer's there waiting. Kramer's been waiting for a swimming buddy. Why don't you go take a dip in the Hudson? Because that's exactly what you want to do. Take a head first dive, maybe some cement shoes, and just end it all. <laughs> Because you want to know what the Islanders, they suck, baby. They suck. Wow. Couldn't have have said it any better, Dane. Thank you, Dane, for uh, popping in. Dwayne, you can come back out. Uh, He's got multiple personalities or something. Love when he brings out that accent. But, yeah, folks, make sure you stay tuned to at Crosswords Pod. Uh, for the ne- uh, next upcoming week, it's going to be a lot of games with Dewey's Islanders and the Sabres coming up. So there'll be a ton of action. Uh, make sure you stay tuned. We'll be having pregames, uh, tons of intermission reports and post games as well. So we'll be all over that on everywhere on Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube. So make sure you subscribe, follow, like, do what you got to do. Make sure you get your comments and we'd love hearing from you guys. Love making it uh, a bit interactive and we love getting Dwayne fired up. Dwayne, before we get out of here, you got anything before we sit off? Oh, geez. Uh, just make sure you guys are following at Crossing Swords. Two goalies, one mic. Uh, you know, obviously without any uh, Sabres content here, we're going to do our best to bring, you know, as we always do, bring you over some uh, content around the league. Uh, we got some. We got a pretty big Great schedule. Butte's article. Yep, yep. Yeah. Definitely take a look at that Butte's article. I know a lot of people uh, dug that on Kelsey Newman, Carly Jackson, and uh, Katie Flag. Um, had a lot of fun uh, writing that article, and um, I know you know with our Butte's coverage here to come, it's going to get that much more exciting. I know we're going to have some pieces on some individual players as well. And like I said, you got you you guys have a uh, we have a. A full slate here of games tonight. You got the Oilers and the Senators, the Hurricanes and the Blue Jackets, Canucks and Maple Leafs. The Canucks are absolutely a miserable team right now to watch. They're mm-hmm. defense. I thought we were bad defensively. They are ten times worse. Uh, you know the Tampa, uh, the, the the Lightning and the Predators. It's a full slate tonight. We're gonna do our best to bring you guys some you know in game coverage, some uh, live updates, and uh, some uh, some video content and whatnot. So just stay tuned for that at, at Two Goals on Mike. Oh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun, especially with uh, Dewey's Isles and Dami's Rangers. Make sure you're paying attention to that uh, at Real Talk as well. He'll be all over things for the Rangers. Um, but that'll wrap it up for us, for myself, Tybee, Dwayne, Dewey, and Kanzi. Make sure you guys get to manscaped.com. Take care of your balls. Make sure you're looking good, feeling good. That's the number one thing to do. Use promo code TRAINWRECK. Get 20% off. And we got three last words for you let's go Buffalo. Sabre. Sabre.